I'm tearing up. <laughs> it's just about hate. screamed right now, but I'm not even there. <laughs> now that's inspirational, Natalie. <laughs> I feel inspired today. Part two I, of I, this. Can, I could be here for another hour. <laughs> no. I always go, he winds up homeless on the street. It's my fault. <laughs> I don't know what got into my head, but I thought, I thought this thought, you know, if I'm working year-round, I might as well get paid year-round. <laughs> Sweet Talk is a weekly 20-minute podcast brought to you by the Continuing Education and Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and subscribe today. Now, it's time to get started with Sweet Talk. So I don't want to forget that. <laughs> Hi, Angela. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. So I don't know why you had the different address, Angie. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it was very odd. Very, yeah. very strange. Yeah. All right. So Arlen, how are you doing? I'm fine. Okay. Excellent. 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 All right. So, um, so we're going to do a second of, of silence and then I'll start off um, on the introductions and then again it's going to go from gary and then gary will go to angie and then gary go back to arlen uh and then we'll you know arlen you get an opportunity to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about yourself and then we'll go through the uh, question answers 20 minute timer super fast and then at the end arlen you'll get an opportunity to provide some contact information and then we provide our contact information and then we'll just wrap it up pretty good okay, okay. all right all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, so we're already recording, <coughs> and we're going to do a second of silence. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sweet Talk, the weekly podcast for Idaho State University's continuing education and workforce training. I'm your host, as always, Paul Dickey, the uh, video instruction manager and apprenticeship coordinator here at Continuing Ed um, uh, Workforce Training, or it's like we like to call it SWEET. And I'll, as always, our great and illustrious leader, <laughs> I, I'm saying that because I'm, I'm buttering him up, um, yeah. Gary, Gary Salazar. Gary, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you very much, Paul. Appreciate the uh, the accolades that you put in front of me. You're awesome. You don't I, need to I, do that. I'm going to get a, a little book on adjectives, and I'm just going to keep growing them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's great to be here again on, on Sweet Talk. Thanks for the invite. We're going to have a really good uh, conversation today with, uh, with a very, very interesting man who's big in our community for a number of reasons, but this is a special uh, podcast. So before we get to that, Angela. Angela. Wilhelm was our marketing coordinator. Uh, she's got some special interest in some of this as well. Angela, thank you for joining us and being here. Uh, we always look forward to being uh, having you be a part of this thank uh, you. And, and what you can do for all of us here. Thank you so much for that. Hey, everybody, uh, please uh, please uh, welcome Mr. Arlen Walker. Mr. Uh, Mr. Walker is, uh, Arlen is an amazing young guy who has... Uh, <laughs> has a, a huge litany of experience behind him. Uh, and, and one of the things I remember most when I got here is meeting him is he works with Sweet in doing a lot of different things and helping us all over the place. He's a former English and, and German teacher with Ocotello High School. He's big with the Historical Society here in Ocotello. He is a walking encyclopedia of so many cool things. And he does a very special thing on the side. Uh, he works with an organization called PAUSE, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Arlen, 
Uh, I love you, man. Thank you for joining us. I, I think you're incredible. I'm so glad you're here. You know, uh, please say hello to everybody. And I'd love you to lead off with a little bit of your background because uh, you bring a lot to our community and, and people need to hear about you and what you're doing. So welcome and talk to us a little bit about your background. Man, well, thank you. Uh, I'm Idaho born and bred, grew up in Idaho Falls and Shelley, graduated from Shelley High School, came to Pocatello over 50 years ago to go to school, graduated from ISU in one of the first classes to graduate from what was then the mini dome, mm -hmm. and uh, walked right into a, a teaching position at Pocatello High School, where I spent the next 28 years. After that, I was at Kimberly Clark Corporation for a while, until they outsourced to Mexico, and uh, and got a job with workforce training at ISU, which was separate from continuing ed at the time. Spent seven years there and retired in 2014. And I've been involved with the uh, Manic County Historical Society for a number of years, been president for the last two. Uh, I'm interested in history and Pocatello. And I've also been working with the Portland of Animal Welfare Society for oh, about six or seven years. Oh, that's incredible. And, and that is a that is a couple of careers there. Uh, you have got uh, amazing experience. Thank you so much for what you do and what you have done. Uh, I've gotten to know you a little bit. I'm always tickled uh, to get in a conversation with you because they go all over the place. You know so much. Uh, but we're here today to talk about uh, what you mentioned, this fine organization in our community called PAWS. What is PAWS? Oh. Basically, it's what the title says, Partner of Animal Welfare Society. We, uh, it's a nonprofit funded solely by donations. Uh, and we're sort of available to do a lot of things some of the other animal organizations do not. Um, I get calls all the time from uh, social service agencies, uh, sometimes from the police about animals in need. Uh, I've been called out in the middle of the night by the Bannock County Sheriff's Office when there's been a car wreck or something and there's an injured animal on the road that we pick up and take in. We help uh, disadvantaged people or people in limited circumstances with medical care for their animals where possible. Uh, we provide a, a monthly food bank for pet food and supplies for cats and dogs to those who are in, uh, you know, limited circumstances or or just in need. We also are on the list at the hospital for sometimes people with no other resources that need to be hospitalized for a while and have animals at home where we will go into their home and feed water care, clean the litter box during their hospital stay, that sort of thing. Uh, sort of an all round rescue organization. Actually. Yes, some really important services there. Um, also, uh, from personal experience, um, Arlen, you've uh, done some um, rescue work as well. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, well, you were the recipient of one of them. I had a yes. call one, one <laughs> afternoon from a lady that said she had rescued a couple of Yorkies from a, a puppy mill situation, and she needed something to do with them. I met her in a parking lot and was handed two little Yorkies. And the only person I knew that New Yorkies was Paul. So I called Paul. <laughs> <to> Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. So we, we, we took, we took one Yorkie in uh, to foster and then uh, you fostered uh, the other Yorkie at another location. And uh, what can I say? Yeah. That fostered, <laughs> that foster didn't last long. We just fell in love with the little guy and he, we still have him 
uh, today. Um, so it, that's an important service, uh, you know, finding um, animals who are, you know, find themselves homeless and, and at least getting them someplace where they can be uh, fed and protected. Uh, that, that is a valuable resource. Um, uh, and, and I want to thank you for um, providing uh, little dash into our lives that way. Oh, well, you're, well, you're certainly <laughs> welcome. He got a good home. Yeah. So cool. And, and, and there's a big need for this in our community. Arlen. I mean, I, I think there is, what, what are you seeing? I mean, you're taking in cats, you're helping dogs, uh, is that a growing need? Is it, has it continued to explode? Or oh, it's gotten so so much worse since the COVID situation. Mm -hmm. uh, people are in limited circumstances. Rents have gone up. There are a lot of evictions and things like that, and people in need. Um, so uh, you know, the calls I get for food, particularly to um, the the long term stay hotels now the the stop gap for people between homelessness and some kind of aid situation if they have pets um, well I delivered uh, dog food and cat food to two of those different you know resident temporary resident hotels yesterday uh, and and so we do provide that resource mm -hmm. uh, I I guess that's something we never think of I mean I I think we are all kind of getting more aware of that um, homeless situation because of the increase in uh, the cost of uh, living spaces nowadays. But we very rarely think about what, what people can do with their pets. I mean, in many cases, the pets are part of our family um, and you don't want to leave them behind. And you also want to make sure that they're properly cared for. Um, even if, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, if you have to give them up, you want to make sure that they, they, they have, shelter and warmth and food as well yeah. yeah where we can we try to find fosters for them or find a temporary situation to keep the pets safe while they're moving in fact there was one lady that would not leave her dog she lived in a tent all last summer oh. on various places where people would let her pitch her tent just you know a night here a night there basically out of her car and in the tent but she kept her dog with her the whole summer and i, I provided her food and whatever as she needed to take care of that animal uh, you know, now she's finally in, in a living situation. Oh, that's, that's good. There are people that will li literally stay on the street to save their pets. Right, right. They, they can't afford it, but they don't want to give up part of their family. Well, also, right. uh, I'm sure that the alternate living situation does not, may, in many cases, may say we don't allow pets. Um, yeah, it, it's really difficult to find uh, pet-friendly rental space in, in, in our area, particularly. And if you do... Sometimes the uh, additional cost, the pet deposit, and the additional application fee, and so on, is beyond the means of many people. Uh, that's, that's a shame. How does this organization um, pause? How does this organization fund itself? I mean, where do they get the money from for all of this? Oh, we're funded solely on donations, the kindness of people's hearts. Uh, we we also have some collection boxes around at various businesses in town. Uh, a little kind of clear plastic doghouse looking thing people can put money in that we uh -huh. collect money frequently and we have some regular donors too um, but it's you know a lot of some of it comes out of our own pockets many times but, wow uh, but functioning solely on donations sometimes the services we can provide are limited by the availability of funds particularly with medical services uh, we try to help everyone we can and we sort of have a policy that if people are in need of immediate veterinary services, 
we'll pay for the initial exam and, and the treatment or whatever. And then we were able to work out because many people want to be self-sufficient. They want to be able to pay for their animals. So we will work out a time payment plan, but it's always based on what they can pay, when they can pay, if they can pay. Sure. But our policy is the animal and the owner come first. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I have a question in kind of regards to the finances and the food. Um, I have horses. We grow a little bit of hay. Hay has exploded in cost. Um, So, and I'm sure that that's actually happened in dog food and cat food and medical bills as well. Can you uh, talk a little bit about how uh, inflation and um, our current economic market has impacted your ability to Uh, care for some of these animals? Well, there are two factors there, the inflation and then the availability of materials. Uh, We usually try to order from, uh, you know, an an online company, approximately 50 bags of cat food a month. And sometimes those are not available. So it gets back ordered. Uh, And then, and then we find out it's a shipping problem for a while with certain brands of cat food, aluminum wasn't available for cans. For others, like some of the dry foods, materials or, or components to make up the food is not available. Uh, and then as far as, um, so that's, that's the thing. And then the inflation has gone up. Uh, the average can of cat food, the little tuna size cans, has gone up from like uh, oh, 49 cents to I think the last one I bought was 80 cents a can, depending on where you buy it. Wow, so and it's almost doubled. It's almost doubled. Uh, 16 pound bags of cat food have gone up from 11 something to, to 13 something. And uh, so that has really affected what we can do as well. And then we do rely on donations. We, we always take donations of foods from uh, some businesses will call and say, we have some stuff going out of date. Would you like it? Of course, we, we're very grateful for that. And then we can provide, you know, it helps us provide food. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So um, what for what in your position, uh, helping people out, what do you think is the most difficult part right now? The most difficult part is dealing with an owner whose animal is beyond help, you know, too old, whatever, or damaged and helping them go through the, the letting go process and the grieving. That is really that is really tough. Mm-hmm. That really tugs at at, at you, and, and, and you know that in itself, Arlen. That's such a that's such a huge gift back mm-hmm. to somebody. You know, helping them with an animal that they brought into their family, and and you know, certainly they love and care for for a period of time, and then you you work with them as they go through that that process of letting go, as as you say. Yeah. Um, what a what a giving thing from you. And for others who do that, for those in our community, uh, it, it, it speaks it speaks volumes of people who help each other, and and you know the way I think all of us want to be. Go back a second though. Uh, uh, one of the services that um, that Paul's tries to provide is 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 the help with uh, veterinary services for like neutering and stuff like that. You you mentioned before like you get calls in the middle of the night from you know, you know public. Uh, Public agencies, the police or fire, fire departments, or somebody they need, they need somebody to come take an animal or, or get an animal. So you're you're becoming well connected in that. This organization is becoming so connected 
with that, but you're working with other agencies, other vets out there who are also contributing. You know, they're probably doing their part on keeping costs down, working uh, at all hours as well, doing that. Um, it seems like just an amazing thing to have your fingers into, but could you share a little bit about some of the different veteran service or veteran, the vet service, veterinary services that we have out here? Oh yeah, we we're able to provide a low cost spay neuter program uh, all, all the time where we can provide uh, spays and neuters for dogs and cats at a, at a, for anyone, regardless of need at a reduced rate. And there, there's, there's a veterinary clinic that works with us and th these certificates are available every Saturday at uh, Tractor Supply in Pocatello oh. for one hour from one until two in the back of the store. We can provide, uh, let's see, a cat neuter for, uh, cat neuter I think is, just a second, I'll have to check. Yeah. Cat, cat neuter is. Uh, this is the service within, they do that at Tractor Supply, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we set up a table oh. inside the store at the back and people wow. can come in for that hour. You can get a cat neutered for $50, a cat spayed for 75, a dog neutered for 87.50 and a, a dog spayed for $100. That's just mm -hmm. the base cost of the operation, which, mm -hmm. is, which is a great savings. And we make that available to anyone. Yeah. Uh, no, they just need they need to pay cash for the certificate then they make their own appointment and uh and it's our goal is to stop the breeding because there is there's such a plethora of abandoned animals and particularly cats in our community that we encourage owners to take advantage of this program mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know and I, i've been called out in the middle of the night by the county uh deputies to come rescue an animal from a car wreck and one just a while back the dog was the only survivor oh and they weren't sure it was going to make it so i picked up the dog and took him to the vet in the middle of the night and we were able to save him and give him back to other family members but it's uh it's an emotional thing at times you know and i'm going to tell you that is such a gift that you did with that dog um my aunt passed away and I took two of her animals. And when you can take that animal and you can give it to one of those family members, you, you know, you, you've given it their, their family member's pet. They, you've given it back, at least yeah. in a way, part of their family. They didn't lose, you know, they still got to, to see that pet and have that pet. Right. And I saw how important that was to them because they now had a a connection to the deceased family members wow that was going wow. to continue yeah yeah and, and in that way that's uh, i like i like how you phrase that angela you know we the service that you're doing arlen and all and being able to give back i mean it helps families in, in a way stay a little whole they may have lost another piece but they they get something else back uh reminds me of that old that old saying about about pets you know they they don't they may not be our whole lives but uh they they help us uh, with the wholeness of our lives. Uh, so it, it's a wonderful thing. Hey, uh, Angela had, had a question about those certificates over there at Tractor Supply. Um, are those certificates for any vet or is it just one vet in particular that does all this work for us? There's just one, one vet that works with us at that cost. Okay. Uh, um, and, and so we're, we're grateful for that. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. that. That's very kind of them. 
for for uh, you know doing that at at discounted rate. Okay, um, that's huge. So, um, what is one of the most rewarding things about doing this, Arlen? Working with Paws, placing a pet in a new home for where they have a family to love it and they're excited to get it and uh-huh. and it's great. Um, is is there a story of one? I read a story this morning. I'll tell you why I'm asking this question. I read a story this morning. I get up sometimes. I get on the news, and the story was about a dog that was 19 years old, and it had been in the shelter for 14 years and someone adopted this dog. So is there a particular story you have about a dog that you found, a dog or cat you found a home for that really sticks out to you? Uh, yeah, I've, I've placed uh, elderly cats and then sometimes dogs. We get called sometimes when people lose a relative and the relative had a pet and there's no one in the family that can take it. and it's, it's always a pleasure to find a new home for that animal, particularly with someone who lives alone or is elderly or has lost a pet. You can match, match this couple up. Uh, and, it, and it's really fun to, to see them go back and visit. We, we call occasionally to see how they're doing and see that the, the animal is now loved, cared for. And uh, it certainly doesn't replace their former owner, nor do they replace the former pet but they become a new thing and it seems to give them a new life. Mm-hmm. I, I like how you refer to them as couples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, I, I it is, it's a very, you, the relationship you have with your pet is very intimate and very personal. Um, and, and again, they're family members, um, you know, and they're such a part of our lives uh, and they re, such, so enrich our lives. Um, and a- again, the service that you do connecting families with pets and taking care of families, pets and giving them a resource. It's, it's indescribable because again, I'm sure that you, the looks on the faces of the families that you provide help for is just reward in itself. Oh, a lot of oh, times. It's great. And the animals too. I have some feral cats that live around my place that look for me to come home. I get out of the car and they come running up, talking to me, mm-hmm. uh, rubbing around my legs. They're glad to see me, uh, you know, and if I've been gone for a while, there'll be two or three that'll just bolt across the yard, tail straight in the air, up a tree and back down and come around. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's rewarding because their love is unconditional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of all of this, uh, we're near the end here of our, of our podcast. Arlen, we really would like to make sure that people know how they can support this organization, the PAWS organization. And if they were able to do that, do something, if they want to do something, what is the best way uh, that you would like to see them contribute? I mean, whether that's service or dollars, what's the best way for them to get in contact and do something for this. Okay, this our, our contact information is actually Portland of Animal Welfare Society. We have a PO box. They can always send a check or a money order. Uh, it's PO box 1603, Pocatello, Idaho, 83204. And they should label the envelope, attention, pause, treasurer. We also are all the time looking for foster homes for animals that need to just be cared for for a short time between owners or for even a short time for people who are seeking housing or in the hospital or whatever and need their animals cared for for a bit. Uh, 
we, we are always welcoming volunteers of any kind. So if people want to help, uh, people can sometimes, you know, they'll have an extra dog house or their dog has passed away. They'll call and they'll donate a dog house. So we didn't have a dog house to give to someone or, you know, pet supplies uh, and that sort of thing. So there are a lot of ways people can help. Oh, and our, our phone number, I guess I should give that. That's 208-406-2970. So if someone wants to donate items, maybe they don't have money, but they have items, what are the items you are most in need of? Uh, we can always use uh, old blankets and towels, things like that. Um, that's pretty much it. And we, we share those with, you know, whoever needs them. Um, and we also provide outside shelters for people who have neighborhood cats that they want to choose to keep around. Uh, I know that there are a lot of, um, a lot of folks that get uh, food delivered in these huge styrofoam coolers. And if you cut a hole in the side, throw a little straw in it, put it out of the wind, makes an excellent all winter shelter for an outdoor cat that needs, needs a safe place to be. But uh, people donate uh, extra animal supplies they have, like dog dishes, cat dishes, uh, almost anything that will help animals. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Great question, Angela. Thank you very much. Hey, Arland, um, really do appreciate your taking time to come to our podcast and, and share the story of Paws and what you're doing out there. And of all the people who are contributing to um, the other animals in our communities. And, and it's a significant effort. It's a big need. Uh, thank you for doing that. You're making a huge difference. I mean, we, we started this podcast once where we said we want to talk to difference makers, you know, and, and, oh. and you really fall into that category. Um, oh, thank the you. The whole organization does. Thank you so much for what you're doing out there. Paul, we ought to wrap this up. Right. Um, before I wrap this up, I just want to say a very personal thank you to Arlen. Uh, because he did um, give us an additional family member and so appreciative of the service because now we have uh, a dash that we would so in love with uh, and really appreciate that, Arlen. Well, you're certainly very welcome. I'm glad you were able to give him a good home. So if anyone wants to contact us, they can email us at cetrain at isu.edu or they can visit our website at cetrain.isu.edu. And finally, you can phone us at 208-282-3372. Gary, thank you so much, as always. Uh, Angela, that's always a pleasure. And finally, Arlen, really, I've known Arlen for 10 years now, 10 years now. And uh, he's always been uh, a wealth of wisdom and um has always given me great advice and I've always appreciated anything he's had to say. And I know, um, take <laughs> and bring, bring, that's a, that's a joke between Arlen and I. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. Everyone ha be safe out there. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.